everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Meet me. Where's the grease? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani Sands, the ever-missing David Cohen. Unfortunately, uh, David is a little under the weather this week, so we're going to continue the show and discussion with Bernie Capel without David, and uh, he will certainly be back with us next week and uh, have some fun on Everything Old is New Again. By the way, if you are listening and you would like to figure out how to listen to any old shows, feel free to go to everything old is new again dot biz. That's everything old is new again dot biz. And there's a listing there of all our old podcasts and interviews with other radio stations and so forth. So have some fun with that. Also, I'd love if you'd go ahead and uh, give a call to your station if you're enjoying our show and let them know it's uh, imperative that people listen and call and let the stations know, hey, what's going on? Do you like this show? You don't like it? What's up? What's it all about? Speaking of shows, speaking of liking, speaking of the show business, Bernie Capel, we're here with him for the second week in a row, and we'll be here next week as well. This is unreal. This gentleman has had some experience. Let's go through a little bit with you, um, Mr. Capel. Before we start up here, we've got uh, you starting in with the Jack Benny program on television in 1962, 54 years ago. And then there was a My Favorite Martian and Phil Silver's show. And uh, let's see what else. Dick Van Dyke show you were on. And, of course, Get Smart and That Girl, Green Acres. Bewitch was on for quite a, a time there, a number of occasions. Debbie Reynolds show. How about this one? Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Anybody familiar with that one? In the 70s, Saturday morning uh, show was unreal. Then, of course, Doris Day, you were on a number of those. Uh, Night Gallery later on in the early 70s with... Um, uh, Rod Stewart, Rod, Rod Serling, sorry, of course. Uh, the Odd Couple in the early 70s, Bob Newhart Show, Mary Tyler Moore. How about Gavin McLeod and Cole Shack? How about that one? Uh, <laughs> listen to that. It goes on and on. And then, of course, uh, The Love Boat came around. That was on the heels of Bernie Capel being involved with uh, Get Smart, if you remember that. And he was Siegfried. That was tremendous. Then the uh, the, the big uh, role with uh, uh, The Love Boat, uh, 1977, Dr. Adam Bricker, who was a main role. He was in every episode of The Love Boat there. And uh, during that time frame, still made appearances on like Charlie's Angels and Fantasy Island 
<laughs> you gotta, it's just incredible. It goes on and on. Then the Get Smart movies, the Get Smart remakes, and he was in the Love Boat, uh, Next Wave. It just, it's incredible. What an absolutely wonderful, tremendous career. Recently, uh, Bernie Capel could be seen on Hawaii Five O, and uh, took a trip out to Hawaii for that one. That's not so bad. And then in 2017, again this year, Superstore. He was in the Valentine's Day episode. If you saw that one, you get a kick out of that. So, Bernie, thank you very much for taking some time to be with us here on Everything Old Is New Again. And by the way, uh, we know that you were in the service as well. That's something that I'm not sure everybody's familiar with or knows about uh, that Bernie Capel uh, was in the service and in the Navy. By the way, I wanted to thank you for his service on the USS Iowa, correct, in the 1955 to 57, around there? That's, uh, that's my ship, and my ship, my, my wonderful, beautiful, graceful battleship is now permanently docked in San Pedro. And I go to it every once in a while, and that ship took me all over the world, See all that? over the world. And uh, I'm just very grateful that this was at the peacetime Navy. And uh, by the way, when I did the when I did the Hawaii Five O, uh, just about uh, five weeks ago in Hawaii, I said, "Damn it, I'm going to go to the Arizona Memorial because I'd avoided it because it was just too frightening. A, a ship that was so similar to mine. It was a sister ship, the Arizona." They were all named after states, the New Jersey, the, the Arizona, uh, the Iowa, the, uh, the uh, Missouri, the New Jersey. Um, and I went to see it, and it was so heart-wrenching. And, and then we bought the book, the, the book on it, and it was a picture of these young guys, just as young as my son, right. who's now 19, on the ship, and they had no idea that they were just going to be blown to smithereens. Uh, young guys, carefree, you know, cooking, cooking their meals in the in the galley. And I went to see the uh, the Arizona Memorial. I was like, oh my God! It was so just rip you apart to see to see the Japanese had this concept that we will just destroy the American fleet and take their heart away. Right. And it just had the opposite result, where that inspired the United States to come back in in a in enormous way. Absolutely, to come okay. back and combat uh, the Japanese, and it's so ironic now. So many of our products are from Japan. Uh, my wife is driving a, a Japanese car, and it's life changes. And on December seventh, if you've ever been to uh, Waikiki. On December seventh, it's it's so it's like a spiritual aura overwhelms the whole place, and Japanese and uh, Germans and Americans and people from all over the world come there, and they're almost they're almost in a in a trance of spirituality on December seventh. Absolutely, the day that so uh, life life changes in in many powerful ways. Absolutely. They woke a sleeping giant and then uh, and the rest is, is history as they say but I did want to say that uh, Iowa has a special place in everything old is new against heart because we're on uh, KXEL and uh, it services that, that state in Des Moines, Iowa and that general area so there's a slight connection there uh, and we're, we're, we're again thank you for your, your, your time and your service. Uh, back to just for a moment to the catchphrases before we go out. To us uh, this was one of the 
best catchphrases of all time. See if you recognize this one. This is chaos. There we go. We wonder who that is. This became... This, you know, whenever I sign an autograph, I say, Stacker, this is chaos. We don't do-do-do here. We don't do here. We don't... We don't do so, and then people like that. People like that. You know, it's funny, because that one still, to this day, um, if you say that, uh, for anyone that's, let's say, I don't know, 40 or over, and, and the show's in reruns, so the younger people know it as well, but for, let's say 45 and older, uh, everyone is going to still remember that catchphrase. They know where exactly it came from uh, or what yeah, show. So that's amazing. Uh, it's it's amazing. I mean, the whole thing is amazing. I'm amazed, you know, growing up as an unhappy kid in Brooklyn. I'm just amazed that all of these things have come to me, uh, even, even having children. I was 64 before my first kid was born, and now he's 19. He's going to UC Santa Barbara, and uh, I'm a little trepidatious about... We our government seems to enjoy wars. We have wars here in Syria and here in Afghanistan, and uh, I'm very nervous about if they start a draft. <sighs> yes, and I've got a believe it or not, I've got a. I started a little bit later as well. I've got a seven-year-old little girl and a and a four-year-old uh, little boy. So um, I feel the same way. We're gonna come back uh, to pick up that point in a moment and and visit with Bernie Capella about get smart and more right after this on everything old is new again. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. There we go. This is Douglas Viviani from Everything Old is New Again. That, of course, is the classic th- theme to Get Smart. Hopefully one day our theme will be as recognizable as that one uh, 50 years later. And uh, I'll tell you, we're here with uh, Bernie Coppell having a great time reminiscing and talking about uh, comedy and uh, the, the big j- stars that he worked with and, and how uh, he has influenced uh, and affected uh, all of us to this day in some way or another. It's really funny. We were talking about, uh, Mr. Coppell, that you have a... A, uh, a 19-year-old son, so this will be relatively recent, and I've, I was saying before, I have a 7- and 4-year-old. I plan on showing them some shows that I enjoyed when I was growing up uh, that are timeless, and, you know, there's many of them, but one of them that I, and that affected my personality, and one of them is Get Smart. The, uh, what would you say, the light-hearted a campy fair but good-natured attitude of that show just caught my fancy when I was uh, younger. I was probably uh, 8, 9, 10 when I was watching it, and I really um, carry a, a soft spot for that show in my heart to this day. I remember going to, to college and, and showing on reruns uh, the show to people that had not uh, been familiar with it, and that would be in the early 80s, uh, so 20 years or 15 years that the show was on the air, and uh, and it, it, it's, it shows a rebirth every time that it's shown, I think, in a block on um, Nick at Night or whatever it might be, uh, it does get uh, a new audience. So um, I just wanted to wonder, 
did you ever show this this show or any others uh, that from let's say the sixties and seventies that you were on that you respected to your son? And if so, what was his reaction to seeing uh, you on these shows? Oh yeah. Uh, now I also have another another kid, a fourteen year old uh, little Joshy, who's insane about baseball. So uh, he he had to do something for class. So he did the he did the scene from Schwartz's Island. Okay. Uh, where so he so he so he certainly is aware of that. But the kids the kids really only got excited when they, when I did the, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Right. And little Josh said, "Look, this daddy daddy's on television." <laughs> but I got to tell you this about um, Get Smart and the impact it has. And I use the present tense. Uh, when I did the um, Hawaii Five O about five weeks ago, um, I played. Now I'm, I'm usually been doing this um, comedic stuff because I'd recently done uh, Gamer's Guide and uh, Superstore and um, uh, Kings of Comic Con, and all of a sudden it comes up, uh, Mr. Coppell, would you like to do a Hawaii Five O? Uh, and play a concentration camp survivor. I said, of course. I can do sort of a whole spectrum of things. So it was a very sad story that that this man told about being at Auschwitz, and I did this with a Polish accent, and uh, I was there with my brother and my sister, and we had a uh, Unterschaffuhrer, and this is the guy who was in charge of the barracks, a young guy, probably 19 years old. And one day, he dragged the three of us out of our barracks, and he held a gun in my head, and he made me choose which one of them, my brother or my sister, would live. Mm. Mm. And if I didn't choose, all three of us would be shot. So I chose, and it's just, it's so poignant so I'm in the makeup room in Hawaii at 7.15, and Chai McBride, you know, the very tall black actor, very substantial guy, he's marvelous on everything. Right. His call is not till later on in the day, but he said, Mr. Coppell, I said, please call me Bernie. He said, okay, Bernie. He said, my call is much later in the day, but I got to tell you this. My family and I would sit around the television when, when I was a kid, and we would wait until you played Siegfried, and then we would laugh our faces off, and he came over and hugged me, and it was just so sweet that an actor that I respected and admired would take the time to come and tell me this. So I was so moved by that. And uh, that's a very sweet thing that happens. But that, that doing that role, for whatever reason, um, is all over the world, especially in, in Australia and New Zealand. And people just love that character. And I've got to tell you this. How did I get that? I was doing a play in a 158-seat theater, a theater in the round, uh, playing a Russian immigrant going door-to-door in the freezing Buffalo winter, trying to sell a misnamed uh, kitchen utensil called a fruit fluter. And he was having great difficulty with the language and knocks on the door. 
Anyway, there's a romance that happens with a girl and a brilliant uh, comedic uh, routine. The, the, uh, the guy who owns the, 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 the house uh, is an eye doctor, and he gives me an eye exam, assuming I'm, I'm there as a patient. Well, Leonard Stern came to see that show. So one night, and we ran for a very long time, and immigrants and children of immigrants would come to see the show because it was so moving that a man who had difficulty with the language was trying, trying to succeed. So Leonard Stern comes. Leonard Stern was uh, the, the producer of Get Smart, and he was part of the triumvirate of... Uh, David Susskind, Dan Melnick, and Leonard Stern. Then it was Talent Associates. They made very prestigious things in the in the fifties and fifties and sixties. He comes backstage, very distinguished man, very tall, distinguished man, and he comes back looking for me in this little hole of a theater. He comes to me, he sees me, he extends his hand, shakes my hand, and he said, "We're going to work together." Hmm. So I thought it, right away, I thought this is some kind of Hollywood baloney. But within three years, he created my Siegfried character on Get Smart. So I, he hands that to me. Now, actors are so busy with auditioning. This was, I, I didn't have to audition, which was a, a bit of heaven to me. At the same time, I get offered to do the Marlo Thomas show, That Girl. So I said, oh, no, do I have to make a choice? Do I go get smart or do I go do the Marlo Thomas show? I found a way to do both shows at the same time, which I did. I got very friendly with a guy who makes up the schedules. I said, okay, I'm doing the uh, Get Smart on, on Tuesday and Thursday, and um, so you, you can use me the rest of the days. And th I did that for five years. I never had a contract and it worked out beautifully, five years on both shows at the same time, sometimes both of them in the same week. So sometimes you get lucky. It was my schizophrenic period. <laughs> and, and you did a great job, memorable stuff. I mean, that when people think of, of Get Smart, they, and, and again, you were on 14 times, in, in the average, let's say, three times per season. So uh, you, you just your aura of the way it was presented and the, and the fun that was had with that character, uh, it, just, it just goes, uh, it goes, it extends to this day and is uh, so memorable. And we're uh, having a great time with Bernie Capel. And thank you very much, so much for taking the time to be with us. Um, and we'll be right back after this. We'll continue our discussion uh, with Bernie Capel. I'm going to go into uh, the Love Boat and uh, see what, uh, what experiences you had there that you could share with everything old is new again. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Life's sweetest reward. 
Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. Life's newest, sweetest reward, of course, is listening to Everything Old is New Again on the weekends. Or if you miss us, you can go to everythingoldisnewagain.biz, and you can listen to our old shows there. We are experiencing uh, a bit of fun with uh, with Bernie Capel, who, of course, was the doctor on uh, The Love Boat. And we're going kind of to propose playing a little bit of a game here. I don't know how much of a game it is, but just something to, to have some fun with. I'm going to name a group of people who appeared on The Love Boat. And then I'm going to ask um, Bernie if you could pick out any of these people from that group and tell a story, a memory, a good or a bad. You don't have to be bad, but you know anything that that you'd like to point out or some experience you have with that individual. And if not, if you do, you get the point. If not, then I'll tell something about those individuals that I know on my side, and uh, we'll just have some fun with it as a little bit of a, a crutch here to try to try to categorize like 250 episodes times probably five guest stars every episode that's uh, over a thousand people it's amazing the people the actors that you've had you had on that show let's just start with one group a familiar group of uh, don adams was on the show adam arkin who's uh, uh in the new get swat movie uh, dick gautier unfortunately just passed away and he was uh, he was on the show as well so there's a get smart group uh any uh, memories or experiences to to share with us about the their experience on the love boat or any one of them well, I, I keep thinking about the Academy Award winners, and uh, they they, um, they were so impressive for many different reasons. Um, we had uh, Ray Milland. Now, Ray Milland, who won an Academy Award, do you know what he won an Academy Award for? Uh, was it the one with the eyes? I can't remember the name of the movie. Lost Weekend. Oh, Lost okay. Weekend, Academy yes. Award winner. So he's sitting there, and I was lucky enough to be at his, at his table. And he's a very reserved uh, British uh, actor, and he was bald at that time. And um, so he's, he's being very reserved in telling these uh, marvelous stories about his career and the leading ladies. He, uh, he had scenes with Grace Kenny, uh, Kelly. Grace Kelly, it's my tongue. Couldn't see what my eye teeth were doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so American Night comes, and he goes bonkers about how they keep they keep cooking turkeys with the breast up and I cannot use the language that he used but he said you people continue to ruin turkeys by deferring to the Norman Rockwell picture of having the breast up he said halfway through the cooking you turn the breast down and you baste it, and you get a moist breast. <laughs> and then he settled down. I said, wow, this guy must be an Academy Award winner just about cooking. <laughs> so Ray Milan was marvelous. And how about uh, you've had icons like Milton Berle, Ray Bolger, Sid Caesar, Phil Silver, Gene Kelly, Vincent Price. I mean, these are some names back in that day. Um, it must have been a tremendous uh, feeling to be uh, having these people as a guest on your show. Milton Berle. Milton Berle. He considered himself the world's greatest authority on uh, on comedy, and certainly in his mind he was. When I was a kid... <laughs> He was at the Strand or the Roxy or one of these places, and my family was uh, was standing in line outside of the lines going around the block to see Uncle Milty, Uncle Milty. So what happens? Uncle Milty comes out. He was so compulsive about acting and comedy, he started doing shtick to the people waiting in line to come in and see him. 
<laughs> so, but Milton during his show, um, let, let me let me let me uh, talk about um, what 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 he did on our show. He was just he was sort of difficult because he would just want to tell everybody what how, what to do. So, um, uh, oh God, what is the name of that, that that comedian? Martha Ray. Martha Ray. She's doing the show, and her partner on the show is Milton Berle. So I was off uh, in, in my dressing room studying my, my next scene, and I come in, and she's leaving, and she's crying. I said, Maggie, what, what's the matter? She said, I've been, I, can, I will not use a word she used, but, but here, here it is. Um, she said, I've been doing comedy for 60 years, and Milton is telling me how to be funny. He just liked to tell everybody what to do and how to do it. There was one. There was one time at the at the Friars Club in Beverly Hills. Um, Jesse White, who was the Maytag repairman who never repaired anything, he was doing his act, and Milton, during his act, Milton is telling him, what, "He said, stop, no, do it this way, do it that way, do it that way." So he was really too difficult. Um, with telling everybody what to do, but he was enormously funny and successful as a comedian. Well, if but I remember I that episode, I'm sorry, if I remember that episode, that sort of was what the episode was about, was he, his wife was having problems with him because he could never be serious. Right? Isn't that the episode? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, you're, you have a good memory. Yeah. But Shirley Jones, Shirley Jones, an Academy Award winner for what show? Elma Gantry. Ah, see, I can't get these. You're good. You're good. She played a young, uh, a young hooker, and she won an Academy Award. So we have scenes. We have a scene on Mykonos, a Greek island, and Shirley Jones from a small town in in Pennsylvania had a had such a feeling of gratitude about what show business gave her. She had no ego. So we're sitting there, we're, we're sitting there with about 50 Greek extras, and above us uh, are are, um, are these the fish the, the, that that they caught drying in the sun, and all of a sudden Shirley just starts laughing. I said, "Sure, what? What? You're an Academy Award winner. Come on, stop. Be professional here. Come on." So she said, "I I can't help it." She said. We're sitting on this beautiful Greek island in a beautiful day. Uh, we have all of these lovely Greek people sitting here, uh, pretending to be uh, patrons of the restaurant, and they're paying us. Right. God, they're paying us. So she was, and she remains a very dear friend. And her husband just passed away, Marty Ingalls. Right. Well, how about this group? Is a, a a quirky group you've had. Believe it or not, you had four people that one point or other in their careers were ventriloquists. You had uh, Jay Johnson from Soap. He was on this show. We enjoyed that. We had Paul. You had Paul Winchell. You had Don Knotts and Ted Knight. Believe it or not, all of them one point or other in their careers were uh, were ventriloquists. Uh, did you have any uh, experiences with any of them that could come to light here? Oh, no. Not really. Not really. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if Don Notch was ever a ventriloquist. He was, believe it or not, in the service. He was in the ventriloquist in the service. Then he threw his uh, dummy overboard at some point and gave up and said, I jumped. He his. was so brilliant. <laughs> he was so, we watched reruns of, uh, of Andy Griffith's show. And he, one of the last times I saw him, we were doing 
um, in the same theater that we did uh, Neil Simon's Rumors, we were doing Marvin and Mel about two comedy writers. Uh, this is about the the grayler that people are just dismissed because the perception is they're too old to be funny. So he came to see that, and he was a very humble, sweet, generous human being. I loved Don Knotts. He's a favorite. Maybe everybody with, with the name of Don was, was, was a wonderful person. I see that. Uh, he's a favorite of our show. We've done some shows talking about him. And uh, that Get Smart was a, uh, a classic, and we're here with the classic himself, uh, Bernie Capel, having a great time enjoying some reminiscence now of of the love boat we're going to talk about behind the scenes or continue to talk about people behind the scenes on Everything Old is New Again with Bernie Capel. Come on back right after this. Unmistakable theme song, huh? On Everything Old is New Again. Just when you thought it was safe to go to the phone booth. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Come aboard. All right, come on board with uh, Bernie Coppell, Douglas Viviani, behind the scenes. little look at the love boat. We're continuing with Bernie Coppell. This is uh, a great time. Two more groups. I'm just curious. I'm just going to throw this at you. Before they were stars, if you will, there was a, 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 a bunch here of Michael J. Fox, Tom Hanks, Jamie Lee Curtis, Billy Crystal, Martin Short. I mean, this is some group of, of people that uh, they were just starting to hit their, um, their, their marks, I guess you could say, at that point on uh, and would guess on the love boat. Any memories of any well, about, of those? About Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, before he hit it big and became the 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 best young actor in in the universe the man's movies have have grossed four at least four billion dollars right he plays a a friend of gopher and he came on and said hey gopher and it was like that was tom hanks so and at the last thing we did for for a tv land he is such a mensch if anybody knows what that means he was there when love, the Love Boat people were being honored. And he came over on, on the microphone and he congratulated us all by our names. Wow. And it's Bernie Coppell and it's Gavin McLeod and it's Ted Lange and Fred Grandy and Lauren Tweez. I mean, what a guy to do this. Yeah, real so, uh, And he was wonderful. And, and uh, Billy Crystal... Fred Grandy and I wrote a segment called The Kissing Bandit, and uh, Billy Crystal played The Kissing Bandit, and um, just marvelous, just marvelous, and then, and then he did, uh, I think he, he hosted the, the Academy Awards, I think, eight times, almost as many as Bob Hope, and the guy just kept evolving and evolving and evolving, and I saw his show um, his in-person show, and the guy's just dynamite. Yeah, the, I think, what was it called? A thousand, something, some numbers of Sundays and... Uh, I think 700 Sundays that he had with his father. There we go. Yeah, we, that was so moving what a, and funny. What a terrific uh, work that was. Uh, I'll finish off with one quirky one here. I don't know if we're going to hit on any uh, gold or, or not in some stories, but Batman from the 70s, uh, 60s. Uh, you had Cesar Romero, who was the Joker. You had Julie Newmar, who was Catwoman. You had uh, Adam West, who was Batman. I don't know if any of those left any impression upon you, but I'll throw it at you. 
Well, Julie Newmar, uh, this this artist friend of mine, says, you know, Julie Newmar is out of proportion. I said, Julie Newmar, one of the most beautiful uh, statuesque. Well, how could she be out of proportion? Because her legs are actually longer than your standard legs. I said, is that is that a bad thing? <laughs> Julie Newmar, uh, when she played what is it, Stupefying Jones in in uh, uh, Little Abner, just this very tall, perfect, perfect uh, woman that you, you would just pass out looking for. I happen to enjoy a nice pair of legs, <laughs> among other things. Um, Julie Newmar, yeah. She and was, she was she perfect was for that Batman role with that outfit, that was for sure. Anyway, She would be perfect for everything. <laughs> I won't let my wife listen to this part of the show. Okay, we're taking a lot of your time here. I really appreciate it, Bernie. I'm going to keep it uh, as, as brief as I can. It's, uh, I don't take up too much of your time, but uh, we're having a great time. I really appreciate it. We're uh, Okay, no, this is fun. All right, good. Around in the corner. Let's see if this is going to be fun. I'm going to surprise you with a little something here. Let's see. Uh, uh, it's kind of... Rare show that you were on. Let's just see. I'm going to start up right now. We get rolling. That's lightly secret, Jim. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. That's a theme to a show that if you remember that theme, you were up on a Saturday morning. I guess it would be somewhere around 1970-ish, and uh, you were listening and watching apes uh, basically act before you on Saturday morning. And that, of course, uh, uh, had a, a guest star there. of uh, Bernie Capel was in that show, and he's with us today. So, Bernie, what did you, uh, I mean, is that a blast of the past? Does anybody ever bring that show up to you? Uh, in any oh, yeah, before? they do. The Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. Now, what it was is things derived from other things. First of all, there is um, um, uh, Agent of Zero Zero Seven. So, what, what, what was that? The James Bond, of uh, course. Yep. James Bond, and then it keeps evolving into Man from Uncle, and then it was Get Smart. And the guys who wrote. The guys who wrote Get Smart, Mike Marmer and Stan Burns, I love these guys. They were both Marines. They said, let's do it with chimps. And everybody, what the heck was that? <laughs> so we did it with chimps. <laughs> and and uh, I, play, I played the Baron. and um, Baron Von Butcher, if I remember, Baron right? Von, yeah, Baron Von Butcher. You played him like Siegfried uh, in some ways, no? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was, you could say it was challenging to because monkeys monkeys can't speak English you have to understand that <laughs> um, well, you haven't met my partner David Cohen but we'll go oh Dave, David is sort of doing the pantomime he's brilliant on your show it's a pantomime <laughs> but this is radio anyway um, we had to time our words in the script according to the the mouth movements of the chimpanzees so how did they get the chimpanzees to make their mouths go like like they were speaking? Some liked chewing gum. Some liked um, peanut butter. So we had... <laughs> we, I mean, this is fun. It was goofy. We, 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 uh, we, we put the words into the movement of, of their mouths. And there was one that seemed kind of difficult. Uh, where I had, I had this, the, the, the monkey kept going, um, 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 and then there was a big thing. It looked like a yawn. It was like, 
So I, I said, I think I have a way to do this. I said, you will not ever speak to me again in that tone of voice. You understand what I'm saying? So it was goofy. But so it was filmed, to... and then you went to the studio, I guess, afterwards with a script and tried to match uh, what they filmed? Is that or Exactly, okay. yeah. We, we, we never really actually met the, uh, the chimpanzees, which is just as well because... Right. Sometimes they can get um, a little, um, a little. Um, how should I say, upset. Yes. I remember one, one, uh, one bit. Um, who was who was the guy in um, in uh, Favorite Martian? Bill Bixby or no, the the other one. Um, oh, geez, I forget his name off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't. I can't. But they, it bit his face. Oh wow! He bit his face. Yeah. So that was that was not good. And you also played the you played, just just to roll the dice. Here. There you go. You, you got your, your own animal uh, affairs going on there. No, this is actually me imitating a dog. Well, you are a man of many accents, so we, uh, <laughs> you're perfecting the yeah. dog accent. You also, well, that sounds like uh, Credo or Wang Fu, if you remember those characters. But I, oh, yeah. Uh, what else was I in that? I was, I was also Credo, who was the, the chauffeur. Right. And the Joni, Joni Gerber played all the women. Right. The good women, the bad Mata women. Harry and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, we're out of time this week with Bernie Capel. However, we have the privilege of having Mr. Capel with us again next week on Everything Old is New Again. We're going to explore Lancelot Link, the love boat, and maybe some other secrets of life we will see. Having a great time with Bernie Capel on Everything Old is New Again. If you're enjoying yourself and having a good time, you want to send us a note, Please feel free to do so at everythingoldisnewagain.biz. If you go to that website, you'll see where we've got a link to our old shows and also a link to communicate with us. Please do so. We will respond to every single communication. Or you can try Old New Again at AOL.com. That's Old New Again at AOL.com. Uh, let's go out with a theme to Lancelot Link since we'll pick up our interview with Bernie Capel next week talking about none other than Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Secret Chimp. Everything old is new again. Stands for justice. He has no fear. He's the end of call and trouble is near.